everyone, I'm Taffney Hopper, and you're listening to Talking Nonprofits, a podcast about the world of nonprofits. Follow along so you too can learn how to make a difference in your community. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest from the Lee and Beulah Moore Children's Home, Renee Tanner, the Executive Director. Here's a snapshot of Renee. Renee has worked as a child and family therapist, parent educator and trainer, administrative social services and recreation education early childhood program since 1983. She has developed curriculum and programs for children, adults and families with emphasis in family preservation, parental involvement and preschool activities. She currently serves as a vice president of the Advocacy Center for the Children's Home of El Paso, but where she's spent most of her time is 20 years at the Lee and Brooklyn Moore Children's Home. Welcome to the podcast, Renee. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being on the podcast. Let me just give you a little bit about the Lee and Brooklyn Moore Children's Home. Uh, the Children's Home is a gift to the children of El Paso from the late Lee and Brooklyn Moore. The first children came to live at the home in 1959. Since that time, the lives of thousands of children and their families have been impacted by services. The home is licensed by the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services as a general residential operation and a child placing agency. What does this gift mean to El Pasoans today? The children's home for El Paso is truly the only children's home. You know, the Lee and Beulah Moore Children's Home is the only long-term solution. It's not shelter care. We provide 24-7 residential services and also foster care through our foster care programs. And, you know, there are many other fantastic programs in El Paso, like shelters, shelter care, and things like that. They're more temporary, but we are El Paso's only children's home where children can stay for as long as they need to, as long as they desire. The other thing that I think it means, you know, for El Paso is we provide services for vulnerable children and their families, no matter what their needs are, um, no matter what their financial condition is, and we're here to serve the community, and it's all on a sliding fee scale, which, which pretty much, much amounts to it being free of charge. We're, we're here with counseling services, outreach, um, recreational programs, cultural programs, in addition to the CPA, the Child Placing Agency, and the GRO, the General Residential Operation, we do a tremendous amount of work to help children get ready for, for life after high school um, or after uh, they leave the, the high school setting, whether that is going on to college or vocational programs or whatever that may be. And in many, many cases, we serve as, as members of the children's family you know, for, forever. We're entering our 62nd year of service to the community this year in 2021, and we, we are blessed by children coming back to see us all the time that consider the Lee and Beulah Moore Children's Home their home. And so uh, we are that solution for the community. It doesn't take anything but a referral, a self-referral. You can, you can call our phone numbers, and our intake specialist will work with you to get your child in into care and and we work with the entire family. So I think that's another key thing is we take children into care if that's what the family chooses. If they choose placement, you know, we certainly do that and we're licensed to do that, but we also really help the family all along the way. Okay. 
Now you've been a part of Lee and Bill Moore for 20 years. That's a long time. Yes. What has changed since you began? I started in, in positions, started in a social work position and family needs have changed entirely, you know, in 20 years, the world has become a lot more complex. There's all kinds of challenges and issues that we face in the world today that, that have required solutions. And so the Lee and Moore Children's Home has worked very hard to develop solutions that are going to be able to meet the needs of children and families today. And what they were even five years ago is, is different from what they are today. You know, of course, with the pandemic, the, the needs of families has changed dramatically. The needs of, of everyone have, has changed dramatically. And the Lee and Bulemore Children's Home just steps up to whatever challenges there are to make programs happen and make purpose happen for children and families that are vulnerable and that are in need. So just huge changes in, in the last 20 years. And, and I'm just blessed to be a part of it. It's a, a very family-oriented place. Um, our average length of stay for our team members was about 13 and a half to 14 years. So, so more than anything, it's not just a job to anybody that's you know, employed at the Lee and Moore Children's Home or that serves as a foster parent or a volunteer or in any capacity. It really is a passion. Now, according to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, as of April 2019, about two years ago, there were 2,888 children in foster care from ages 0 to 17. This number is constantly changing. However, the number of licensed foster homes in El Paso County remains low. So tell me about your foster care program at the Lee and Bulemore Children's Home. The number of children that need to be placed in, in loving and nurturing foster homes and those placements, there's, there's, just, there, there's a discrepancy. We, we do have a shortage of homes. The Lily and Bulemore Children's Home is so fortunate to have started our, our CPA side of the organization, which is the child placing agency side. We also do adoptions, infant adoptions on that side. But, you know, we have experienced the same challenges, you know, that, that other people, that other agencies have in incentivizing people to become foster parents. It's just a huge need. The people currently that are serving as foster parents in our program are just, again, you know, amazing, loving, and nurturing people that have opened their homes to children, you know, who need them the most. And they've been with us for many years. Many of them you know, more than, than 10 years, 15 years. And we are always trying to recruit new, new foster homes, new foster families for our children, because there is, you know, just such a huge shortage. And, and they do, you know, such amazing work and change lives one day at a time by doing everything that they do. We try to provide as much support as we can as they do that. But, you know, if anyone is interested in fostering for the Lee and Bulemore Children's Home, we are always looking for candidates to do that. So you have kids who you said are up for adoption and then you have kids who are eligible for foster care. There's a little bit of a, disc a discrepancy with that. Our adoption piece of our program is currently just infant adoptions. That part of our program does not include children who come into placement for foster care or, or care in our general residential, you know, our main campus program. The adoption program was developed because adoption was a very 
important and critical, you know, issue to the to the Moors themselves. They adopted their own daughter, Betty Lee Moore McGuire, who served on our board for for 60 years. Mm. And so adoption was close to their heart hearts and we continue that with with our work with birth moms, birth families. You know, if a birth mother decides to place her baby for adoption, we are an agency that's licensed by the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to help that placement happen. We do have a waiting list of of families that are looking to adopt that would, you know, desire adoption as an option to to complete their families. And so we bring those people together when a baby, you know, is placed for adoption and, and bringing these families together is just the most amazing thing in the world to see happen. But right now it is just infant adoptions. Okay. And so we're, I think we're the only agency based local adoption resource in El Paso at this point. I think there's, you know, of course, CPS and, and TDFPS do adoptions for older children and, and that's their goal. Um, I think we're the only local agency-based adoption resource in El Paso right now. What are some of your joys that you've had at the Lee and Villamore Children's Home? Oh my gosh. You know, daily, daily. It's a joyous environment. You would think that working with children who have come from hard places or have had challenges to overcome that it would be sad, that it would be something that would, you know, pull at your, your heartstrings. And it does every single day. But we believe that it's a privilege to stand alongside all of those children and be a part of the solutions that they come up for themselves. They come up with, honestly, their own solutions. If we just give them the tools of structure and love and limits and an opportunity, what's amazing is to see them bloom and to see them become who they were meant to be. In general, I mean, just this past weekend, watching a 17-year-old um, who had never had an opportunity to, to hunt for Easter eggs do that and just have the best time in the world. The joy that we provide and, and through the community and the community's help in, in making that happen that we see on their faces strengthens us every single day. Everything that we do, we do with purpose and passion. It, it's a fun environment. We believe in humor. We believe that humor is an important part of the human spirit. And so you hear a lot of laughter when you're coming, you know, coming through our homes and coming into our administration buildings and our gym and, and so forth. And there is just more joy than I could even begin. I could give you example after example. The biggest joy is seeing a child who comes in, perhaps feeling in a lot of despair, you know, feeling pretty hopeless feeling that life hasn't been the easiest for them, that they haven't had the experiences that maybe even some of their friends or family have and see them when they come in, you know, with their first progress report where they thought they couldn't do school, you know, I'm not smart and I can't do that. And they come in with their progress report and they are so proud of themselves that they were able to reach their goals in school or whatever else they're doing. Those are the joys. And that's just standing alongside children and giving them opportunity having them come back after they've left us, graduated from high school perhaps and left and started families of their own and come back and say the Lee and Bula Moore Children's Home was the most important part of my life. Hearing their stories when they come back and say, you know, when, when I was there, it wasn't really fun when you had those rules and limits and I couldn't just sneak out and, and do whatever I wanted to do. 
But when they tell us we do the same thing with our own children, or we have major cleaning on Sundays, so that things, you know, you, you taught us to have a clean environment, that we deserve that. And, you know, we pass that on to our own children and, and to, they don't have children to community members. So it's just, it's joy every day, Tiffany. It is, it's just amazing. Let's talk about the management side of the Lee and Bullimore Children's Home. How would your staff describe you? And then how would you describe your staff? Well, let me let me start, if I can, by, by describing the staff. As I mentioned earlier, the average length of stay is between 13 and a half and 14 years. These are the most, whether they're in roles that are direct care, direct service to children, you know, whether they're child care workers, case workers, recreation aides, or, or recreation department coordinators, whatever their role is, these are people that, that put the mission in front of everything else. They are passion driven. And, and that word passion comes up a lot when I talk about Lee and Bula Moore and our staff. Um, because that is what it is. I, I believe it's just pure passion. It's it's never about self. It's about team. It's about collaborating. It's about at the end of the day, we may not agree on you know exact you know let's say you know philosophies and, and not so much or maybe the way that we're going to get the way that we're going to skin a cat you know that day. However, you know we're going to address something or or take care of a problem. But at the end of the day, it's always about the child and the, and the children first. And so I think they are the most compassionate, amazing, caring people on the planet. That's how I would describe my staff, committed and dedicated uh, beyond words. And I think if you took two steps in and even met our receptionist at who, you know, is the face of Lee Moore, our Rose, um, and then met people along the way, no matter what their role is, they have that passion, whether their role is doing the direct care or they're doing the janitorial services, they have a passion for our mission. And, and I, I just applaud them and I'm in awe of them daily. Um, how they would describe me, I, I, they would probably say I come up with, I'm, I'm a, too much of an energizer bunny. Um, that <laughs> I think they would say that we're on to something together that our goal is to be the best stewards of what the Lee and Beulah Moore, what Lee and Beulah Moore left us, you know, with that initial 13 acres of land in central El Paso to what it is now. We, we've, you know, established more and more programs as, as time has gone on. I think they would just say, I, I hope they would say that it's been fun to, to be a part of and an important part of making what happens on the journey. Cause they do. We're a team and, they're all stewards. And as, as I feel, I, you know, I need to be, so I don't know what their words would be. They'd probably say you're a little too, too energized sometimes with, with new programs <laughs> and activities. And having <laughs> so, energy is good. Having energy is good. <laughs> and I don't, you know, we're doing a, a, a capstone project with a Vanderbilt PhD student right now. And he's doing um, a survey of how we operate. And, and so I can probably tell you more when we get that feedback in late August, but um, we have a, an open door setting and an environment where all the supervisors are very interested in making sure that everyone succeeds. We want people to grow. We want people to learn. We want people to feel valued because ultimately the best way to nurture children is to nurture the people that are nurturing the children, make sure that they feel valued and they feel 
like they're important because they, they are the people who are giving those message, messages to our children about their worth and importance. Now, since you've been there for 20 years, what have you learned about yourself? Oh my gosh. I consider it almost a part of who I am. Uh, Le- the Lee and Villamore Children's Home is, is just ingrained in me and part of who I am. What I've learned and what probably stands out the most is I've learned that living life with a purpose, living life every day with a purpose is, is what I need to do to establish the goals and, um, and the objectives that are, that are set in front of me. There's always going to be more to learn. And in the course of a day, there's just so much. And, and if you're living your life in purpose, you, you will find that. You'll be open to that. What is the purpose today? You know, what is it that we need to accomplish today to meet the needs of our children and families or one in particular that's struggling or having a hard time or one that, you know, is getting ready. We have eight seniors. They're getting ready to, to leave and fly, leave the nest and fly. And we're all so, so bittersweet about that. But, you know, it's being able to take in and love and also being able to let go and see the children gain independence but again, you know, just starting starting each day with purpose and living a life of purpose. Yes. What do you see Lee and Bullimore Children's Home in the future? Fortunately, we have a board and our staff members and our administrators, we, we operate off of a strategic plan. So we have a strategic plan that, that pretty much guides everything that we do. We try very hard to not just go over it once a year and let the strategic plan live on a shelf somewhere. It's a living, breathing plan that guides our efforts towards the future. It started in 2009 with, with the first set of strategic plans, the first five-year plan, and then we went from there. And as we enter you know, this year, we look back and, and that plan guided us uh, in 2016 and, and before that to add two new brand new construction cottages to our campus for, to serve 16 additional children. And so those opened in 2016. Our next strategic plan and what's in the works right now is called Vision 2023. That is two brand new construction cottages that we're going to be building and opening in 2023. Along with that, we're opening a new dining room, a consolidated kitchen, a state-of-the-art kitchen, and a new maintenance shop. And so we are looking forward to being able to serve an additional 16 children, you know, on our main campus at, at 1100 East Cliff. And, you know, so that plan pretty much guides the major things that we do, the remodels. In terms of programs, I see us doing what we've done all along and stepping back and, and knowing that we have the plan to guide us and we have our mission and we have our vision and we have our core beliefs and our philosophy, but never being so tied to, to the steps that we don't see what the needs are you know, going forward. And so I think we're constantly looking at that plan and making sure that the future, that, that we're ready, you know, that we're ready for whatever can come our way. To, to give you an example of, of the kind of teamwork that went on during the pandemic, the children went home for home visit to host families or to families whenever, wherever it was safe to do. And when they were gone, we were, you know, the, the whole city experienced the, the shutdown, you know, in 2020. 
And so at that point, we rolled out different programs, brand new programs, community-based care program and outreach and aftercare program to support the children and families who had recently reunited, having been at Lee Moore, but reunited and then felt that with the pandemic, they couldn't meet the needs of their kids. So we stepped in and uh, we had an emergency food assistance program. We had a we drove to them. We basically took the children's home to anybody that was stuck in a virtual world, you know, and still we have those programs in place where our caseworkers are working with children who are still with their POAs or power of attorneys or in host homes or with family and, and providing all those services. So, you know, we, we just sprung into action and, and the team is just magical. And we were listening to what the needs were. We didn't know what was going to happen the next day but we took a, a step forward each and every day and developed programs that we thought would be you know, appropriate to roll out during this pandemic. And they've, they've I think, proven to be uh, very relevant and very helpful. We serve about 80 children a day, whether they're in our GRO currently, our general residential operation on campus, whether they're in our foster care programs or whether we're doing aftercare outreach, adoptions, whatever it is we're doing, it's 80, 80 children and their families a day. Now at Talking Nonprofits, our goal is to connect nonprofits to the community. In your own words, what is community to you? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm a native El Pasoan and my community is El Paso. Community is all of us coming together and meeting the needs of one another. Community is standing united, even when things are difficult, um, even when things are challenging, standing united when things are joyful. Um, community to me is everything. And that, and that ties into purpose. So um, to me, there's just, our community is part of my purpose. Oh, that's a great answer. Great way to describe community. So thank you, Renee, for being on the Talking Nonprofits podcast. You really brightened my day to learn more about the Lee and Bloomingwood Children's Home and, and their gift to El Paso, which is such a significant gift, foster care and adoptions. And, you know, we have to take care of our kids. So thank you for being a part of taking care of our youth of the El Paso community. Well, thank you. And, and please, we would encourage all of your listeners to please become a part of the Lee and Beulah Moore Children's Home because it is El Paso's children's home. You can find us on the web, on the website. We have a web presence. It's getting updated right now at leemore.org or our Facebook page. And uh, we're on Instagram and you can certainly call 915-544-8777 and we would love to have you become a part of, of our home. We have birthday club programs and volunteer opportunities and an opportunity to, to truly be a hand to hold on to during difficult times. Yes. And they can donate as well. Yes. To- yes. We're always in need. We don't charge fees and we don't get government funding. We, we certainly depend on the community to, to provide all of our toiletries and food. You know, the community provides a great deal of our canned food items and meats. And there is a list on our website at www.leemore.org that will, will tell you about all those opportunities. And certainly if people want to call that number, there will be somebody that can answer questions about different volunteer opportunities at at any given time. We also have flagship events that we just love. 
One is coming up. It's, it's coming up on May 22nd, and it's our 19th annual walk run for families in crisis. And what we do is the 5K run. It's going to be virtual again this year, but it is competitive. We have prizes. And if people want to, to sign up to do that, to volunteer for that, they can do that um, at Race Adventures Unlimited or call that number 915-544-8777 and we can certainly hook you up. We encourage everybody to get out there and, and do a mile walk that day or a five mile competitive run and, and we will have an award ceremony. That's one, that's May 22nd. And then the other one that is just a ton of fun is gonna be our 20th annual Operation Pumpkin. That's gonna be October 24th. If you haven't heard of that, it is where doctors, physicians, and surgeons come out. We give them a pumpkin, a, a large pumpkin, and they carve them into masterpieces. And we auction them off to cover the children's clothing budget for an entire year. So that is a truly exciting activity, and, and, and the public is welcome you know, to come to that. And as we move forward, there will be more and more information about Operation Pumpkin. But all over our website now and our Facebook is the walk run for families in crisis. And we encourage you to come out. That covers the, the food budget for an entire year. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen the artistic work of the doctors. So I've <laughs> seen that they do a great job with, you know, different themes. You know, they're really artistic. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They're competitive. It is such a thrill when I get calls or texts from doctors saying, what do you think of this theme? Or what do you think of that theme? They're already thinking about Operation Pumpkin that happens in October. We, we hope to have it in person again this year. We're, we're working on all that. That still remains to be seen, but those are two ways to get involved as well. Okay. Well, and all proceeds directly benefit the children, 100%. Directly benefit, 100%. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's 100%. Good. That's good to know. Definitely good yes. to know. Thank you for sharing all of your fundraising and donations because that's important to our community. And we want to amplify the voices of nonprofits and amplify their donations and fundraising activities that you all have so that people can give more give more, give more, give more, and help our community. So thank you, Renee, for, for sharing that. And thank you again for being on the podcast. Have a thank great day. Thank you, Tiffany. Have a wonderful day. You too. Join me each week to learn about a nonprofit's journey by subscribing to Talking Nonprofit wherever you receive your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, if you have any questions or would like to be featured on the show, send a note via the contact form on our website. Until next time, be the difference.